Welcome to Multifamily Live. I'm Kaylee Yarusi. And I'm Jason Yarusi. Our mission is to help you unlock your full potential as a multifamily real estate investor. So you can do more deals, bigger deals, with less stress, keep more profit, and free up your time. Multifamily doesn't have to be a mystery. It's time to go live. All right, so welcome back to the Multifamily Live podcast. We are super excited for today's guest, Joseph Shalaby. Hey, Joseph, how you doing? I'm good. Thank God, sir. How are you? I am doing great myself. A little bit more about Joseph. He's the founding broker and CEO of eMortgage Capital, Inc., a full-service mortgage company that offers extensive options for residential mortgages with quick service and lending rates. Uh, Joe is a US, uh, UCSB alumni graduating with honors in 2002. He's been in the mortgage industry for more than two decades, working hard to stay on the cutting edge of new mortgage projects and alternative mortgage options. Uh, innovations are what allows his clients to select absolutely the best loan pro- projects customized for their individual situations. So talk to us a little bit here because we, we've had a pretty... Um, interesting you know year plus of uh of changing the narrative where where we thought there was going to be um continually from our side residential and 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 multifamily and other um a lot of changes that would come about about getting harder to get loans and other points but but where we've seen is that the the market's exploded right the drive and demand have been um very very heavy where people want to move to select areas and uh you know in in most parts housing supplies have been at at a deficit um, and even recently on some of the uh, Fannie and Freddie products, we've actually been seeing a lot of the, uh, the reserves that have put in place um, starting to, to eliminate or slowly backtrack. Um, how, how have you guys been navigating the last 12 months? Uh, catch me up to speed. Well, uh, so overlays have actually, believe it or not, started to loosen on all Fannie and Freddie products. So financing in general has, has become a little bit easier and we just rolled out a new jumbo product. It's actually much more aggressive than any jumbo product we've ever had. It goes up to 90% loan of value, no mortgage insurance. Um, and, and the rates are the same as uh, regular conventional rates. So um, this is now post COVID pre COVID, you know, you had the issue with like self-employed borrowers, you know, those loans were pretty much impossible to do. The majority of our investors, uh, pulled out and uh, we even uh, processing them uh, decided to really, really just take on friends and family to process self-employed loans because of uh, all of the additional overlays as a result of the pandemic. So, you know, uh, during, you know, all pretty much from March through December, we really just took your, your cookie cutter W2 clients and case by case, we'd work with self-employed clients, but all of the overlays because of the pandemic, whether it was value whether it was employment, whether it was forbearance arrangements, because there were so many uh, people basically going into forbearance, not making mortgage payments. They started very, very strict. And then as uh, you know, Fannie and Freddie kind of def- identified how much government intervention would actually commence, uh, those guidelines you know, would start to loosen as you know, the government would inject uh, you know, their, their stimulus funds. So you know, as we kind of see the, the government intervention, you'll see these, uh, these guidelines being mitigated and eventually being eradicated altogether. Um, and then that's basically what's, what's happening right now with, uh, with all of the loosening of guidelines. We're back to taking on people who are right out of forbearance or actively in forbearance right now. We can you know, take care of all of their uh, back paid arrangements in the refinance. So we'll just lump it all in and uh, refi them. And that would be like, you know, for instance, like in 2008, that would 
that's something that would be impossible. Like what you're going to catch up all my back pain or ears, something uh, that concept would be, you know, so far fetched, but you know, all the government subsidies and all the government intervention has really made that a reality now due to, um, you know, the $2 trillion stimulus, the recent $2 trillion stimulus and prior to that, however many million uh, trillions they injected. So uh, we're starting to see a lot of uh, loosened guidelines on, on, on that. Um, and I think uh, we'll, we'll continue to see uh, more loosening of guidelines. Like, uh, you know, we recently rolled out, we can do a 30 day late, an active 30 day late on a mortgage. And, uh, there were some new, new updates even today what would that be, an active 30 days late on the mortgage? So someone who had a mortgage late, like not just who was in forbearance, I'm talking a full-on 30-day late. They missed the payment. Um, they didn't apply for the forbearance. They just missed the payment. You know, the forbearance, that, that's identified as a forbearance on your credit, and that has its own uh, set of guidelines that basically allow forbearances to happen. Uh, and then whatever's, uh, you know, on the on your uh, mortgage statement, like let's say you're 10 grand or 12 grand or 15 grand in the arrears, we could lump that into your final payoff and just you know include that into the refinance as part of the payoff itself. But a 30-day late is basically you just didn't make your payment. Uh, we're allowing that on a straight-up a paper loan. Um, so and that that's never existed. Meaning with that's that, and they're not current on their mortgage, they can still go in there and get a refinance into a new exactly. attractive, more attractive and, loan. And if they're not current and they didn't apply for forbearance. Wow. So what is so, what, what are some of the competitors that, that eMortgage Capital are, are competing with in the space right now? So eMortgage Capital, our platform is very, very unique. We're the first mortgage banker in American history to offer a raw rate sheet without a pad on it. So traditionally mortgage bankers uh, have like a hundred basis point pad. This is like, you know, this, if you don't understand what I'm talking about, um, I, I can elaborate more, but you know, a mortgage banker has a pad on their pricing schedule. We don't have any pads on our pricing. We give our, our uh, branches a raw rate sheet. This allows them to be ultra competitive, especially when it comes to, competing against, you know, um, uh, your local, your, your big mortgage banks um, here, like uh, Network Capital or Loan Depot, um, we, we really kind of just destroy all of our competitors in pricing. And we, we're, a, we're a hybrid model. Um, so our competitors in our space are companies like C2 or Kim or Nexa. These are like big mortgage brokers. Uh, but the difference for us is that we're a mortgage broker and a banker concurrently. So we offer both options for you to bank your loans or broker your loans. Think of it like I could basically churn you sitting in your living room right now into a bank. You know, I can, that's what we do. We turn individuals working from home into banks, individual banks. You're lending millions of dollars from your home in your pajamas. It's just an unbelievable concept. Very interesting. And so talk to me where, where you can cut uh, back the 100 bips here is that you're talking on the, the rate in general or the fee structure that, that people- Yeah, are yeah. Like the, the, the so, uh, you know, an interest rate, let's say it's 2.99%. It's paying back to us today, like, I don't know, about 190 basis points or something like that. Traditionally, a banker would say, you know, okay, it's paying the banker to uh, 190 basis points. But then the branch that they recruit, they'll pay them 90 basis points. So the banker will keep 100 basis points for themselves. And then the branch under them is working off of a, a, what we call a padded rate sheet. Hmm. 
So there's a pad traditionally about anywhere from one to 200 basis points for a, any mortgage banker. Now we offer this like hybrid platform. So it's, uh, it, you know, gives a ton of flexibility and enables people to make uh, more money, have more flexibility, offer better pricing and, and fund the loan with ease because we don't underwrite the loans in-house because we do so many loans. We do, you know, 12, 1500 mortgages a month. We account for, you know, half, about half a billion monthly fundings here. But, um, but we, we control the funding. Uh, what's kind of unique about uh, our platform as well is we have this thing called flex funding. We're not limited to the Federal Reserve cutoff. Uh, so we basically, it's just like as if you're transferring money from your own bank account. We can fund loans on Christmas. We can fund loans on weekends. We can fund loans on Sunday, you know. So it's, it's pretty impressive how we, we have this funding flexibility, whereas most banks cannot do that. So that's one of the real benefits, too, is that we, we're not limited by the Federal Reserve uh, in terms of a cutoff. So Interesting. Um, so you basically pool funding, and on that part, you're able to take advantage of it on these um, usually opt-ed days that, that you, of course, banks aren't open, right? So so holidays, weekends, and everything else from that fact where, you yeah. know, you missed the closing on Friday, which, you know, the, the death of most uh, projects are closing on Friday because you know it's never going to happen. It's going to get pushed to Monday on the following weekend. You could carry yeah. that over and say, no problem, we'll get this done on Saturday. Correct. Correct. So, it, and it's very, very helpful for people, especially when they're trying to purchase a property or they have those deadlines that they have to meet. Realtors love it, you know, to have flex funding because uh, they're never worried about missing their funding date. What is the typical, so you've said now that you've gone back, of course, because, uh, you know, being self-employed in my world myself, you know, it's a, it's a whole different string of, uh, of, uh, of uh, challenges, we'll say lightly, if you do want to get loans, right? Especially when you, we, have, we have a lot of multifamily uh, investments on our side with the accelerated depreciation, it carries that whole different, whole different uh, analogy on that stance. So what, what is it from your point in terms of who is the average person coming to you, you're doing 12 to 1500 more mortgages a, a, a month here. Um, who, who is the person that's coming to you most and foremost? Is, is it your typical first-time home buyer? Is it a mix of salu? Is it people now looking at trying to refinance? Um, talk to us a little bit more about that. Where are you seeing the numbers today? So we're seeing, I mean, still there's a huge, our, our primarily right now, our focus still is refinance transactions, cash out transactions. Um, but the standard, re, you know, because a lot of people missed the wave, obviously, during the pandemic or couldn't qualify. Uh, what you're seeing right now is a lot of people going back to the workforce who can qualify. A lot of people who are in forbearance who weren't able to qualify who can qualify now. A lot of people who have, you know, debt overloads from the pandemic or um, prior to the pandemic who need to do a refinance and pay off all their debt. A lot of people, uh, I don't know if you're following what's happening with construction, but it's booming more than pretty much, it's like a historical how, how construction is booming right now. So a lot of people are cashing out and renovating, fixing properties. Uh, uh, a lot of people are, we're at a massive scarcity in, in real estate, right? So, you know, investment properties, second homes, I mean, people are trying to snatch up what they can. So we, we have a lot of purchase transactions, second home transactions. Um, and uh, what's going to really take off for us is that we just released March 17th is the, 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 the jumbo product. I mean, we didn't offer jumbos for an entire year. Can you imagine? The average home in Orange County is like 900 grand. And there was no financing available for, for jumbo from basically March till March. So that was a 12-month period where 
jumbo financing became almost obsolete. And those that were getting jumbo loans, it were, you know, you had to go through Chase Bank or Wells or your local bank. But it, you know, you know how loans are with them. It's just an absolute nightmare to get those loans done. So they were closing at a fraction of the pace um, that we're about to start to see in the jumbo market marketplace. Now, if you thought that values jumped during the pandemic in, in, in Orange County or in, in uh, larger value markets, now because of the addition of jumbo uh, financing, you're going to really see uh, values uptick even more so than uh, what you've seen in the past. Not to mention, and I was, uh, I, you know, I, um, I, I've talked to a couple of people and what we're seeing right now, uh, because of there's a shortage of housing, is we're going to see even tighter inventory coming up because first time home buyers, we're about to see millions come to the marketplace because of birth rates. Birth rates 33 years ago, you know, exploded. So what's happening now, people are like, well, inventory's tight. Well, inventory's tight because of birth rates in the United States 33 years ago exploded. So inventory is even going to get tighter now. So as we see inventory get tighter, you'll still still see this like demand. People are paying, you know, if you can buy a house 5% over asking right now, that's a deal. Yeah. You know, that's like you're, you're winning. Um, there's certain locations uh, in Northern California where I'm seeing, you know, people at offering 30% over asking and getting denied, you know? So, you know, I know you guys are in the multifamily space and commercial thankfully hasn't been, been hit as hard. Multifamily hasn't been hit as hard. Uh, but I think that multifamily right now is going to also swing upwards drastically right now, especially with, you know, all the new financing availability. Yeah, I agree. It's been the darling of the space, right? We saw, we saw, of course, so many other um, sectors, retail, office, just really get crushed. And now so much money has moved over from there um, into this space. And it's really just driving it that coupled with where we cap rates are, and where interest rates have gone. Um, it's made this, this very interesting spot where a lot of things have been accelerated, even for some of the whole periods we had, you know? And so we, we look at that for a point and where, where does that, where does that stop? I don't know. I don't know, but we, even from the point of, um, housing constraints, you look at that coupled with where you would think um, construction costs have gone, still you're seeing people build, um, they can't build them quick enough right now. You, you can't get enough product out there and it's, it's never going to compete. How are you, uh, we'll say, E mortgage capital looking at different markets, especially you know they, some of the markets that, that may be in cities that, that have been harder hit based on net, you know migration compared to other markets. How are you really? Is there certain areas that that you're you're staying away from still based on that, or, or are you really just covering um, the basis based on property and performance? Well, here's the deal: we're actually doing the opposite. We're just expanding our overall footprint. So, like yesterday, we added this, the entire state of lending in Maryland. So, we're not so geo-targeted like you guys may think, or a traditional realtor. We're in 14 states right now. We intend to be in 20 states. Last year, we did about four billion dollars worth of volume. Obviously, it was the biggest refinance boom in history. But we did four billions, four billion dollars worth of volume with about 150 loan agents. And we were only approved in five states. This year, we intend to double the amount of loan agents we work with, and we're going to triple the amount of states we're in. So we're going to be in less, probably, or quadruple the amount of states we're in. So we're going to be in about 20 states. <coughs> we're going to have about 300 loan officers. And even doubling the amount of loan officers and, and quadrupling the amount of states, we might only do $6 billion or $8 billion, But we, we invested way more in resources just because 
we were preparing for a slowdown, a massive shift in the, you know, because obviously the refinance boom in 2020 was the year of the mortgage broker. People were caged in at home. They only thought of their house and rates hit historic lows. And all people can think about was doing a refinance because this is like they're caged in the house. They were like imprisoned in there, you know? So that, that was like their number one priority was to refinance and like mitigate that cost. And, uh, uh, and that's why we saw, you know, the refi boom of 2020. I, and I say 2020 was the year of the mortgage broker. You know, it was a, it was a year that really just every mortgage broker catapulted in their career. What do you um, see from markets? How do you, how are you identifying now? You say you're, I think you said in 14, looking to be in 20. How are you looking at certain states from where you want to be? Is it just um, simply just on the, the, the criteria, you know, for getting approved or, or is there certain areas that you make sure? You- no, no, we look at, we look at loan, loan values. We look at, uh, you know, where people are migrating and we, we look at population, you know, um, there are some states that we just kind of added, uh, because the values were high, like Wyoming. Wyoming has like no population. There's only 500,000 people in the whole state. But, you know, because 97% of the land is protected there. But uh, but the values in Jackson Hole are like, it's like Beverly Hills, right? It's, you know, average home is like $10 million. So, so we look at values uh, as a major reason to get approved. And that's it, like Maryland, the average home there is like 500 grand. Yeah, sure. Um, so, but, you know, there's states that are really, really, they just take a lot of time and effort to get approved in like New York and Nevada, which we're going to be in an application stage with them for probably six to 12 months just to get approvals in those difficult states. You but, go, go ahead. But, but millennials is what we, we track a lot, you know, because they're, they're, they make up a portion, a big portion of, of first time home buyers and refinances now because they bought several years ago. You know, it's really interesting because we're, we're actually, you look at the same thing on, on the back end from our side, from the investment standpoint, migration, population growth, we're looking at values, which really come from job, job growth, you know, really where we're seeing on that part, you know, so it, it's it's interesting to see it from your pers- uh, perspective on the lending side, how you're identifying new markets to go into, because it's, it's really very similar on, on how we're identifying from there. Um, how has the move really, you know, e-mortgage, of course, so a lot of this is done online without really having to, to go and do your typical, you know, song and dance going into the bank, you know, person, how has that really accelerated your ability to do 4 billion in volume compared to the traditional bank that that's still stuck in their quote unquote box, where if you're not meeting their box criteria, which is a lot of people, you're ultimately just X'd out before you even get started. How has that really engaged or enabled you guys to, to take so much action? So we're able, because of the fact that everything is electronic, everything is like e-sign, we're able to scale. Can you imagine, you know, your local bank doesn't do half a billion dollars a month worth of refinances. They might do 10 million, you know. We're doing, you know, 20 times or 50 times your local bank's volume because everything is streamlined, automated, digital. And we continue to make the process faster, easier, cheaper, digitized. And, uh, you know, the more technology uh, has its hands in the in our business, the more the process will be faster, the more it'll be easier, the more it'll be cheaper. And our goal is to get loans in and out of here in 10 days. We're trying to move loans out of here in five days, you know, wow. from beginning to end, because, you know, we can pull the automated appraisal, we can pull all your financials, we can pull everything within minutes. So, you know, your bank, your, your bank, they don't leverage technology. 
their CEO isn't, you know, on the front lines figuring out how to automate solutions or how to make this process faster. Um, their CEO is sitting back, you know, somewhere else and has no involvement in the process. So your brick and mortar locations, they're very, very archaic in the way they do their business. They will continue to be archaic because there's no one really in their leadership on the front lines strategizing how to make the process better. And, uh, and that's just going to, you know, the, the old bankers, they're going to kind of die out. They're making their, you know, we're, we're getting calls from executives in at Wells Fargo or Chase. They're like, you know, our pipelines are dwindling because they're adding more overlays during the pandemic. They're adding more risk ish. Uh, there's, they're, they're scrutinizing the client even more. And, uh, you know, they're not giving us more swings. You know, we're, we're not, we're not getting remotely close to uh, the amount of leads we were getting. So wow. they're, their loan officers are starting to, you know, worry and they were already underpaid. We got our loan officers. We made the most millionaires in the country last year. Our, we, we made three dozen millionaires last year, three dozen, uh, a loan officer at, at Chase or, or Wells Fargo. They'll be happy to see 150 grand W2, you know, our loan officers are our top girl made 6 million bucks last year. So we got people here making 20 times more income than your, your, your banker. And the, the word spreads fast when people make that kind of money, you know, and, and, and they, they don't have the, the restrictions that, that a bank has and they can close a loan in five days or 10 days, whereas a bank's taken 90 days and our pricing is like half a point better in yeah. rate than the bank. So it's faster, it's easier, it's cheaper. It just it makes all around sense to kind of, to work with a mortgage broker, but we're the best of both worlds. Worlds We're the mortgage broker, banker hybrid. We give you the best of both. And that was the vision for the company is to give you a complete solution. I love it. And so the goal here, we're going, you know, up six states, up another, hopefully 2 billion in volume, which I'm sure you will. Uh, you're looking to really recruit and grow the team, right? And so that, that's, that's on the ground. Um, how do you see this team looking by the end of, of 2021? And, and who are these prospective uh, new recruits that are coming on board? Yeah, well, we're recruiting all of the top talent from all the big mortgage lenders, whether it's, you know, Loan Depot or Network Capital, all the, all the big guy, all the big lenders, Quicken, all the big lenders, when, when their top talent sees our platform, they flock to this model because they know that the income potential is 10x what they're currently used to. They know that the process is better. They know that loans can close faster. And more importantly, really what I pride myself in is being a thought leader in marketing innovations and automations and the technology. I mean, our tech stack to make this process work is just incredible. I'm on the forefront with these guys. I still try to produce more than most of the people here just so I can keep my finger on the pulse and figure out the best strategies to help these guys excel. So, you know, me as the CEO and our president, um, we, we're still, you know, on the front lines with these guys, helping these guys innovate. And uh, that's a, a huge benefit because my door is always open to innovations. And uh, any of my branches say, I got this idea, or I'm that guy getting the sales pitch from the LinkedIn guy or the Facebook company pitching me. I'm always, you know, trying to figure out the next new thing. Those guys exist for a reason. I hear them out. A lot of people tune them out because they don't have the budget. They don't want to add anything to their plate. I, I'm, I'm, I got an endless budget for R&D. I'll spend whatever it takes to continue to take us to the next level in this business. I love that. Well, hopefully your uh, inbox doesn't fill up with uh, link, LinkedIn ads saying they're going to take your <laughs> Instagram 
followers to 20,000 people after this one here. But Joseph, this has been great, man. Love what you guys are doing. And, and I agree, right? The more you can streamline the process, make it easy for people and not make this such a, a, a process, right? We can take away, take out the word process and make this just an experience, right? And that's what you guys are looking to do. You're and that's what we want to do. We want to make it five-star experience. We want to make it easier. We don't want to make it daunting. We know that the word mortgage itself has a negative connotation. People don't want the mortgage. They want the house. Yeah. People don't like the term mortgage. They don't want to deal with the process. Like you, you get me in front of an accountant, I cringe, right? Like they don't like that. So we just want to make it easy. We, we want to take away that, that worry and just make it streamlined and just do it all for them and, and automate everything for them. So it's very, very hands-off. And we try to do that for our branches too. Like we like, we, we try to do everything, you know, there's so much AI and automation because I, you know, having the loan officer do more work to me is like having the borrower do more work. It's because we have two clients here, the loan officer, the borrower. So I try to mitigate both, uh, both work efforts, whether it's the LO having to, figure out how to market themselves or, uh, you know, process the loans or whatever it is. I try to mitigate it for both parties and the bar, like having to, you know, submit documents or submit this or that. No, we'll just pull it. We'll go to the IR. We'll, we'll upload it. We'll grab it from your employer. We'll, we'll, you know, get the W2, the W2s for you or the tax transfer, whatever it is. It's all about automating everything for the client and for our LOs. That's awesome. Well, Joseph, great work on what you guys are doing. Look forward to having you back and seeing how much you guys grow in the next year or so. For everybody who wants to find you, what's the easiest way to find eMortgage Capital? They can find us at www.emortgecapital.com or uh, at eMortgage Capital on, uh, on LinkedIn or on Instagram or on Twitter. We're just at eMortgage Capital. So, awesome. uh, or email me directly, joe at eMortgageCapital.com and drop that in your notes and uh, – I'm always available. I'm always answering questions, guys. I'm never, uh, my, my doors never closed. So except right now, because I got to be in this podcast. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Right. With, which is limited exceptions. Well, Joe, thanks so much for what you're doing. Super appreciate for having you on the show. We'll talk to you shortly. Want to learn exactly how we're finding high profit, cash flow ready multifamily properties off market? Want to find out how to run lightning fast syndications to raise all the capital you need for your next multi-million dollar deal in just a few days? We're breaking down our entire process step-by-step step at a three-day event happening June 10th through the 12th called, you guessed it, Multifamily Live. We've done events before, but nothing this massive or this valuable. And for the first time ever, we're going to open the doors and walk you guys through literally every step of what we're doing on our multifamily deals. This is a virtual event, so you don't have to travel or even leave your couch, but spots are limited. Sign up at multifamilyliveevent.com and we'll see you there.